I have always hated clapping at the end of movies. Oh God, the movie ends, trailers start rolling, people start clapping. I don't care if it's if it's a new Avengers movie, if it's a big action blockbuster, I don't care what the movie is. I, I remember having this thought when I was a kid at movie theaters. I remember seeing there, people were clapping. I was like, why, who the hell are we clapping for? Nobody that was a part of this movie uh, is here to hear clapping, so are we clapping for each other? Are we clapping for ourselves for making it through this movie? I, I never understood it until tonight. That all changed. A couple of weeks ago, my wife Sarah sent me an email saying that Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis was playing a 35 millimeter projection. That's like the the original film projection of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Anyways, I was pumped about this movie, but since I'm in this mode of trying to define what it means to live a curious life, uh, Sarah and I were talking and I was reminded of an actual core belief that I have, and it's not really, it's not, there's nothing serious, but I just, I would, I know it's a truth in life that the more you know about something, the more you appreciate it. What would happen if I learned a little bit more about this whole projection thing on 35 millimeter film, what that looks like, what goes into it, who's running it at the theater? I wonder if that would uh, add value to my evening, add value to my movie going experience. I can tell you right now that it's completely changed everything. So uh, let's dive into it. I met up with Earl, who is the projectionist at Parkway Theater before the film, and he walked me through. We went up into the projection booth upstairs, and he showed me all their collection of films. Just like the reason I do this podcast, it's not about what people do, but who they are and why they do it. Because of this conversation, for the first time in my life, after Indiana Jones played tonight, I clapped for the first time at the end of the movie because I realized who I was clapping for. At the end of a movie, the reason we clap is for the projectionist who's doing the work. This conversation added so much value to my movie-going experience and is going to change the way I look at 35-millimeter film uh, for the rest of my life. So let's dive into it. My conversation with Earl Luckus, Sarah was there in the projection room with us in the top of Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis. And we jump in on this conversation with me asking Earl about the trailers he's putting together. Because check this out. If they're putting together a 35mm film presentation at this theater, Earl is putting together film trailers. So he has all these trailers. There's like you walk into this room and there's all these spools of just of film just sitting out in the open. He was asking me what trailers does he think I think he should put because he was choosing. If you have a kid that's even crazy, he's choosing the trailers that we're about to watch to what he thinks is going to fit the vibe or be fun for the evening. Oh my gosh, my mind is blown. All right, that's enough rambling. Let's step into the projection room with Earl. When you're getting trailers before tonight's movie, yeah. are you thinking about the style of tonight's movie, like the era, or what, like, what goes you know, into your I thought go process? By, I, I go by uh, various things. One will be... You know, if it's a certain year, I oh, might try to recreate what would have come out that time. Uh, yes. If it's uh, like a genre, like say horror, I might just make yep. it all horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I just don't like the movie, I'll just put whatever I want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean, I've done so. I don't, you know, it, just, it depends on what the movie is. Yes. And okay. I mean, Temple of Doom thrown me for a loop because I really, really, Temple of Doom is my favorite sequel out of all the Raiders sequels. 
Really? Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. It, it is. It's your favorite because it's that's. No, it's uh, my favorite sequel. I oh, mean, it's your Raiders, favorite sequel. Okay, it, okay. Waiters is obviously the. Yes, you know, it's the anything the, after it, Temple of Doom is the absolute. Yes. Okay. Interesting, because that's not like an opinion that's shared with a lot of people. Like, what is about Temple of Doom that stands well, it's, out? Well, it's an actual sequel. I mean, compared to the other one. Yes, you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. Well, it's, actually, it's, you know, it's, it's not actually, a standalone. It's not a standalone. It's an actual sequel. It's a, yeah. Uh, some say prequel, but I'm just like whatever. You just didn't want to explain Marion. That's why they made it a year earlier, a couple years earlier. Oh, interesting. If you take a look at it, the film oh, yeah. take place I think before it was Raiders. Pre- yeah. But it makes no sense to take place before Raiders because he'd already seen the magic of the Ark, so he'd obviously believe in the stone. So you oh, just yeah. have the right amount of skepticism after seeing the Ark. Yes. So, Oh, that's but so good. The only reason I, I the producer did it, and this is the real reason, that from what I read, is they didn't want to explain why uh, Marion Ravenwood wasn't in the film. Really? So they did it a year okay. before, before he met Marion. like, yeah, whatever. Just the, anyway, uh, but, uh, didn't Spielberg, like, marry the gal who's the main, the lead actress yeah, in this? Kate, and then he married, the, yeah, he married her, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this movie thing isn't, this is, like, something that you've been into for a long time, like, caring about film, actually. Oh, kids didn't like me when I was younger, so I just watched a bunch of movies. Yes, <laughs> so good. No, but movie, uh, movies are, yeah. like, if you get, you know, if you get a good story. Yes. And that's, and that's what a lot of film movies are like. Studios are now yeah. going more for demographics as opposed yeah, yeah. to story. And that's why you're like, here's a good story. And then all of a sudden it's like, why did it just die? Yeah. I'm one of my, one of my best friends was homeschooled, Tim. Uh, and he was—he just sat at home and just watched movies all day when he was growing oh, yeah. up. And he—and so he's like the, one of the guys I go to to ask questions about oh, like, yeah. what he likes. Okay, so what so is it about yes. why why thirty-five millimeter? Is that like—is it just like are you, are you, you know, passionate you, about I it? I hope to God everybody listens to this and believes it. Everybody like well, I, I can watch it on my TV at home. Yeah. And it's like yeah, but the problem is the projection's coming from the back, and your Blu-ray and your DVD, well, especially with the Blu-ray and the four K, yeah. that. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's fake coloring. Yes. Okay. That's why it looks so bright. It's just like it's not natural film. It's like I, I tell everybody here when I tell them, it's like I, 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 you know, I don't run, I don't run the place anymore. So yeah, I always, yeah. But I always had a rule: if it's before '86, do it on film, because when they made that movie, they lit it for film, they did the effects for film, they did all the styling for film. Yes. And if then it's that's before why, 1986, you should be watching roughly, it on film. Yeah, because by that time, the studios had all gotten into. Uh, Home oh, video, yeah. and everything was uh, you know square. They cut off the edges to make it fit your TV because TV was square back then. Okay. So if you watch films ever, you'll start to notice if you watch a film a year, if you if you could somehow do this and stay awake, yeah, okay, yeah. and watch a film from like 1977 all the way to 1990, a film at one after the yes. you'll notice all the action just starts to move to the center of the screen. I've never thought about that. Yeah. So you're talking like the composition? Yeah, the composition of the, uh, so of the cinematography. Like, well, for home video. Yeah. And then that's why you get that really weird screeching yes. thing that moves side to side because they're pan and scanning. Oh, yes. And when DVDs first came out, DVDs I totally went out and bought right Oh, yeah. Like a white screen. But oh, yeah. back then, you had the full screen and the wide screen, but you could flip the disc. Back when you could flip the disc. Yes, the flip kids, disc. Yes, I totally, to yes. I, had good I remember that. I had yeah, yes. the disc halfway yes. through the movie. That was better than having two VHSs. Yes. That's another story. Anyways, uh... And so you could do that. And everybody would be like, well, what's the big deal about large screen? I don't yeah, want yeah. the black part. I'm like, here. So I could show them. I could finally show people. I'm like, all right, let's watch this scene. And I used uh, The Getaway. Okay. With Steve McQueen. And it was a scene where they're on a boat. Yes. And everybody tightly crunched on it, but they had to make full use of that space. Okay, so, so you, you get just there, so much like, more. All you see is the boat and, like, just their faces cut off from yes. the rear forward. 
And I go, okay, and I'll flip it over. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, but you don't root it in the black bar. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Think about so it. People think that, so people think that you, the black bars are taking something away, right. but the black bars are actually adding something well, to you. You're actually TV gaining is square, more. Yeah. Your theater screen is rectangle. Totally. Yeah. It's correcting right. That's why TVs are built the way they are. Those yes. Are for, uh, okay. It's different. It's yes. Just, you feel more into it. Okay, so you say that I'm into film photography. Okay. And I know. That what uh, the biggest mis, uh, misunderstanding that people have that aren't that they're just used to digital is they don't realize how much information is really stored on film. Mm -hmm. People don't understand how much color and depth you can right. pull out. Like you, like if you take a picture with film, there's actually more information to pull out of that right. than there is even a good digital camera. Yep. Oftentimes, so I guess now I've never thought about that with the same. This is the yeah, same the thing, thing. Thirty-five yeah, millimeter yeah, film. Thirty-five, right there. You can see. Perfect 35 millimeter frame right there. Oh my! As a matter of fact, when I was young, I've been in and out of running projectors since I was a teenager. Um, yes. Some of the films I do when I was taking them apart. Because back yeah. then you put the films together on a big platter. Yes. And it would just run continuously. Here, if you notice, we got two projectors. My job, you know, right now tonight's film, Temple of Doom, is six reels. Six my, reels. Six reels. Okay. A real film like that reel right there, that's about 15, 20 minutes of film depending on what they put on it. My job tonight will be to switch between the projectors as the movie's going, and if I do my job right, you won't notice. Okay. How long have you been doing this? On and off, about 25 years. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they were saying that you were here before the ownership, yep, that you, yeah, like, you yeah, stayed no, over. Yeah, we, this is so much cooler, even when I reached out to you and I had an idea of what it could be I like up here. This is so much cooler. Thank you. So, uh, okay, so I want to be respectful of your time because you have so much to do before the show. Uh, so maybe just a couple questions. Right. Uh, I wanted to dive into the technical side of it, right, of like, like how does it do I'm, it? But maybe I'm I'll just watch. So yeah. Well, maybe maybe instead of the walking through, because I'll take a couple photos. But maybe instead of the technical side of it, uh, let me ask, let me wrap it up with two questions. Number one is uh, you've been doing this for years, doing the yeah. projections with the on and off for yeah. years. What is when it comes to a novice projectionist mm -hmm. and someone that has been projecting 35 millimeter film for a long time, what's the hardest skill to learn? To you know, when I, a lot of people come in and they'll say, I want to learn how to do this, and I'm fine. I'll teach anybody that wants to learn. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like some people got it and some people don't. It's like a feel thing. It is okay. a feel thing, but you really have to care enough about it. It's a repetitive job. Yeah. But it, I love movies so much. I love running film, and I, honest, I know it sounds weird, but I love showing people movies. Yes. Like when I meet somebody new and they're saying they're having a bad day, I say, tell me a couple things about yourself. And I can usually like, okay, this movie. And I'm like, I never heard yes. of it. I'm like, here you go. And they're yes. like, that was the greatest movie ever. I'm like, you're welcome. Um, okay, so you've, or you mentioned that. If, the, if, someone, if you had to tell someone, right. if that, if, is there a quintessential 35 millimeter film? Oh, if someone's dude. never seen a 35, is there one, is there a movie that comes to mind that you're like, you, this movie has to be seen on well, 35 millimeter? Or is it just oh, anything on before film? Well, on a, film? A lot of movies, anything before 1986. It, anything before 1986. But there's some that just really lend itself good. Like Jaws always seems to get an effect, like a, a response. Interesting. What if the okay? Yes. Uh, how I've seen. So what was the the Quentin Tarantino movie where it took place in like the Nazi era? Oh, um, Glorious Bastards. In Glorious Bastards. Yes. That movie takes place. It's it's in like a cinema and that goes up in flames. That is true. Is that true? Yeah, is it, are is, any of these flammable? Yeah, matter, no, none of these are flammable. They uh, they replaced it more with synthetic. Oh, synthetic. Okay. Um, I got an older film cut that could probably catch on fire in the movie. But if you look, this is an old movie. You'll notice that the door is still metal. That's the old firewall door. So that's, there's a that metal door because of the fire. Of, of keeps the, fi the fire contained. That's and that real. Door, and that right there, uh, that's now like a closet. But before, yeah, yeah. 
that used to be like well, a projection it could go and hide if the room caught on fire and you couldn't get out that door. So there's literally a, a safety room in yeah. here. And that's just where you, you, you'd burn quicker, you just slowly roast in there. So if they could get to you before you were fully cooked. You're like, I'm not just going to take my chances out here. I'll just get it yeah, over with. So, but yeah, and, or you can try to run through the uh, porthole, but... Uh, so 35 million, so like a projectionist, that was a dangerous job well, back, back then. Back when it was unionized. Yeah. You joined the projection, projectionist unions. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think about that, yes. And then it's different now. But, what? You know, once they moved to platter systems, they didn't need it because any idiot could have won it. You yeah, yeah. You thread it up and go from one platter to the next platter. Oh, oh man. Well, okay. Well, I want to do your thing. Thank you for talking with me, by oh, the way. I want to say this that the, the when, when it comes to movies and people that don't necessarily have your level of appreciation with mm-hmm. them, trailers are so often. I have a buddy of mine who's my, it's my biggest pet peeve, is that he likes to go to a movie and skip all the trailers Punk. and miss it. I know. And now, like, your care, your depth of caring about the film. Like, the trailers mean something. Go see the trailers. Oh, Even yeah. the trailer is going to be, like, a mini presentation that yeah. you're putting on the reels well, I tonight. I always look at the trailers as foreplay before the movie. Foreplay, <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, yeah totally, movie, 100%. I tell my kid, he's like, well, we got time. Like, we got to get to the trailers. Yes. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, we got to get the trailers going. So, uh, uh, yeah, the trailers. so, yeah, trailers are, like, foreplay. The movie's the actual thing, and then the credits are, like, the cigarette. Oh, that's so good. Yes. And it can be good or it can be yeah, bad. Totally. Sometimes so it's good. Yeah. yeah. And it all depends. But maybe so maybe tomorrow night will be better. From, and I hope when people come here, yeah. they get that experience of yes. going back when they were younger. And I know a lot of people take their kids here when we got a film. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, experience. Yes. But so many people nowadays, it's just, you know, it's Netflix and Redbox, and I use them too. Yes. But it's just, it's made people so much lazier because... They won't take the time to go after a movie that could be good for them. They'll just take whatever's on there. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you, like, prep stuff. I mean, if you're cool with me, like, hanging around and yeah, seeing you fun. do this, but thank you. Would you Let's like me to explain what I'm doing? Sure. Now?